Hello, and welcome to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife and producer, Janet. And we are live at the AM 1470 KBSN studio today. And today in the studio with us, we have Dr. Greg Jones from HealthSource Chiropractic. Dr. Jones, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. So uh, thanks for coming on the show today, and I really appreciate it. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, chiropractic. I, I, I'm a big believer in chiropractic, and I think that, uh, you know, it's one thing that fits into the healthcare system. Um, so tell us a little bit about your history. I mean, how did I get into this mess? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by accident, actually. Um, I, I'm the youngest of five boys. Uh, got a little sister, but she doesn't count in this story. But, uh, you know, being rambunctious like we were, uh, I, uh, there was one particular Sunday afternoon, my parents had gone off to some special adult church meeting, leaving us boys to, to take care of ourselves at home, which is always a mistake. Um, of course, it started with wrestling in the house, but pretty much it went outside. And at the time, we were living just south of the Canadian border. If you weren't a hunter, you didn't belong there. And, and uh, that particular house had a large pine tree over the driveway up front that had a, a cable attached to a limb about 30 feet up on a pulley so you could hoist up deer to, to gut them out after you went hunting. And um, Anyway, I don't know whose idea it was, but it sounded like a good idea for us to take turns standing on the loop of that cable and having one of the older brothers run us out so you would go straight up and then they would jump on the way back down to, to bring you down to the ground quickly and then of course stop you at, at the end. And that wasn't good enough. Uh, they started to do a bit of a relay with it. Um, the, one of the older brothers would run it out and then they'd pass the baton off to one of the middle brothers who could jump a little farther and you'd come down faster. That was all fine and good until uh, my middle brother, Val, decided that he was missing out on that jumping because the, the guys coming back, they were clearing the ground by five or ten feet at a time. And uh, so he wanted to be the person to bring me down. Being the youngest, smallest brother, it seemed to be the safest thing to do. And I, I still remember this, going up. And it was really exciting, because you, you, when you'd you go up, part of the excitement was hoping that they wouldn't get your fingers caught in the pulley on the way up. <laughs> so you would watch it on the way up, and then you would look at the brother as he passed the baton off on the way down. And I remember looking down. My brother Brent had run it up. And uh, I remember looking at Val, and he was laughing so hard. and. I distinctly remember that just as Brent went to pass the baton to Val, Val was laughing and he bent over and he slapped his knee, completely forgot to grab the baton. And it's interesting to see a cable after it lets go of pressure, it just snaps back, you got that, that sinusoidal wave thing, and I came straight down, landed on the ground, and of course my brothers are very concerned because I'm moaning and all this other stuff, and, and I knew they were truly concerned when they came up and said, don't tell mom, don't tell mom. <laughs> and uh, it was from then that I, I got my first injury to my, to my low back, I landed on flat on my rear end on compact earth, it's almost like concrete. It was about two years later I started to develop back problems, um, and I had that through high school. I'd see a chiropractor on occasion, which kept me fu uh, functioning pretty well, but it, it wasn't really until after I graduated from high school that my career really got determined. I was working in an orchard thinning apples, um, did not place my ladder correctly, uh, and the, the ladder shifted, and once again I fell about 15 feet, landed on my rear end. Wow. Um, went to go see my mother's chiropractor at the time, and it was an inter interesting experience for me because I could barely walk. I had to have assistance when I went in, and after I saw him, I was able to walk out. I was sore, but I was able to function. Went home, slept that night, woke up the next day, and, and I, I couldn't see straight. Basically, I ended up with a concussion. Went down to see my medical doctor just to check that out, 
And what intrigued me was how amazed he was that I was so mobile. Um, mind you, I, I still had the concussion to recover from, but I, I just asked him flat out, well, if I'd come here first, what, what would you have done? And the best he could talk about was bed rest, maybe some, some pain medication, but uh, it, that's when it dawned on me what I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that people could keep functioning, doing what they wanted to do. And, and to this day, I have three damaged discs in my low back, but I do everything I want to. I have to take care of it, of course, but it involves absolutely no drugs. Um, I'm not looking at surgery, ever. And um, here I'm 50 years old and I'm passing people up and it's, it's not a problem for me. Good for you. That's awesome. That's a great story. So where did you um, go to undergrad and where did you go to chiropractic school, all that? I started my undergraduate work uh, at uh, Rexburg, Idaho at, at uh, Riggs College at the time. It's now BYUI. Um, after I got married, I finished my undergraduate work down at Utah State University. My wife was uh, a Utah resident at the time and it seemed like the place to go. And then after that, I did my doctorate work down in Portland, Oregon at Western States Chiropractic College. It has now been renamed Western States University because they have a few other degrees that they do besides chiropractic as well. But that's where I did that. Um, graduated in 95 and couldn't wait to come back to live in the basin again. Yeah, that's a great story. We're, we're really glad you're here. So why chiropractic and what is chiropractic? Why don't you define what chiropractic um, is and what some of the modalities Chiropractic is all about balancing out the nervous system in the body so that the natural functions will occur the way they should. Um, and, and it primarily involves uh, manipulation of the, of the spinal column, which, which uh, frees up any irritation to the nerves so they can balance out. Now, that's overly simplistic, but that's what we're looking at. Um, but it, it affects everything from your metabolism down to your balance, all this other stuff. And uh, at HealthSource, we, we take it a step further. We, we're very focused on the rehab. Um, unfortunately, many times after a trauma, tissues heal up, but the dynamics of the function of the systems remain damaged and, and, and altered. Uh, unfortunately, w uh, after trauma, you, you frequently see an imbalance of the musculature comes on, which of course is a direct result of imbalance in the neurology. And all too often, that never gets retrained. Uh, just like you have to learn to walk again in a real serious injury. Most things are very, very small, but th those seemingly small imbalances really lead to a lot of impediments in life as you go on. And that's what we focus on balancing out. So how are some of the ways you do that? Uh, as I said, the spinal manipulation, which is a matter, matter of realigning the spine and taking the pressure off the nerves. But again, just as importantly, in many ways, depending on the case, even more importantly, very simple finite exercises. I wish there were another term than exercise. It's not about strengthening muscles. It's about retraining the neurology that's there. It's kind of like comparing um, practicing the piano to an exercise. If you do it slowly, if you do it repetitively, that's how you retrain the, the, the core, um, just instinctive balance that goes on, and which is really happening at the spinal cord level. So these small maneuvers that we deal with people first in office as you watch them and show them how bad they are at it, uh, once they get good at it, then they start doing it more and more at home. Then my involvement you know, professionally becomes much, much less. It's more about coaching than it is about doing the work for them. I see. So you teach them, after manipulation, you'll teach them certain exercises that kind of stay healthy and that they do at home. Is that correct? Yeah, I've got some team members that are just wonderful working with these, these people, and, and they do just a great job on, on making sure that, well, that they're picky with them and they can do it right. Well, I got a story about chiropractic. Um, and, you know, so here I am a pharmacist, and, you know, I've learned about drugs and pain and, you know, how drugs can treat pain and all that, you know, most of my career. And, you know, I've used you, you as my chiropractor, and I 
kind of got lazy after a while. I'd do my monthly adjustment or whatever after you kind of got me into the wellness stuff. And I'd do my monthly adjustment. And then um, about a year and a half ago, um, you, you probably remember this story, but my back was just killing me. I, I didn't know if it was kidney pains. I thought it might be, you know, kidney pains or I, I, couldn't t I just couldn't really tell. Well, I do have a, um, um, my stepmom is a massage therapist and I was at my son's graduation party and she was there. And of course, I talked to some people in the medical field. They're like, oh, I can prescribe you muscle relaxing. I can prescribe you some pain meds and things to cover it up. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't really, I know that sounds weird coming from a pharmacist, but I'm like, I don't really want to take medications for it. Anyway, my stepmom gave me a quick massage and I, then I realized it was, you know, musculoskeletal stuff. Yeah. So I, I started going in for my monthly massage and I came back to you and started going in for my monthly chiropractor visits again. And I've pretty much been back pain free since then. And I'm a believer in not just getting fixed up, but also the wellness part of it too. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, the wellness is critical. Um, it, it's, we've all seen the people that, that put their effort into getting their weight down. They went through the diet and everything. And, and then if you go right back to the old habits, well, it, it doesn't solve anything. Uh, so we spend a great deal of time going through people with their initial care phase where we're just trying to stabilize it. And they feel like we've done a huge amount of work, in which we have, and it's made a huge impact on their symptoms. But the overall system is not correct yet. That's what's going to be the day-in, day-out things at home. Uh, wellness for us is typically a, a regular adjustment. A lot of people once a month, it, it depends on their situation. Um, but what it's really about is the coaching. You've got to be doing certain things at home. And, and while I do the adjustment to help balance the things that they can't do on their own, uh, to me, the, the big part of that wellness adjustment is me knowing very quickly whether they're doing what they're supposed to or not. And uh, as we work through with people, and, and everybody falls off the wagon, they've got to get reminded to get back on it. I do it. Uh, but that's where I see the real development of life go on. You know, we have uh, some sort of strange belief in our culture that as you, you know, as time goes by, you have to age. And that's just not true. Yes, your, your, your hair is going to gray. Uh, the, we're going to lose the tonicity of our skin, and so we, we, we'll look yeah. older. But you and I both know people that are 70, 80, even 90 years old that are functionally just as good as they ever were. And nine times out of ten, that's not luck. It's just the fact that they have had some habits in their life that really make them go forward. And it's really fun to work with patients over the years, and I swear they get younger. They start bringing in hobbies that they had given up when they were 25 and 30 years old, believing that they just couldn't do it anymore because I'm 35 or I'm 40 or I'm 50 years old. And that's a load of bunk. Uh, I, I spend all of my time with patients really finding out what's important to them to be able to keep doing, and then we find a way to make sure that they not only keep doing it, but they, they keep doing it better. Um, I, I've, I've reached that age of, of, of life where I'm, I'm starting to recognize things I can still do that I hate to do. I, I've stopped doing those things. They're not necessary. Uh, but the things that matter to me, by golly, I'm not going to quit. And, and I want to make sure that I have myself functioning in such a way to where these hobbies that I have, don't, uh, that I'm not, I can not only keep doing them, but they're, they're actually not imp impeding my health, that I'm actually staying healthier while doing them. And that's always our goal. Uh, we are not about pain. That's the first discussion I have with a patient when they walk through the door. We do things very differently. I, I, I do not treat pain. What we do is we find out what's not functioning. We find a way to restore that. And then we, we work with your habits. We work with your, your frankly, your, your head space to get you doing what you need to do. And then it's amazing to see the, the transformation that goes on in their lives. Uh, suddenly the, the weight problems they've had 
stop becoming a problem. Uh, you know, the, the, the inability to, to do all these things, they, it just starts coming back. And I, I, I see depressions go away. And I, and mind you, I don't treat all those things. I, in fact, I swear to people, I don't treat anything. The only thing we do is we find out what's not functioning, and we work on restoring that, and then I guarantee you're going to get healthier. And how far you can go, that's up to you and God. But uh, let's work on what we've got, and then go from there. That's really encouraging and inspiring. And I, I think, you know, there's so many pieces of the puzzle when it comes to health. And um, it's not just about... Uh, you know, one thing, there's there's a lot of those pieces, and I think you just educating patients and, and telling them that, you know, life's not over at 35, 40, or, or 45. I mean, you can you can definitely, you know, live a healthy life after that. So um, I, I know there's a, there's a book in your office, and it kind of talks about drug therapy and how our country's been duped and drugged to death. Can, yeah. you, can you talk about that book? Uh, well, actually, I have several books on my shelves about that, um, but... It, it uh, you know, we talk about this opioid epidemic that's out there. The opioid epidemic is no long, no more than just the simple result of our belief systems. Um, we believe that pain is is the problem, and so we're doing anything we can to cover that up. When pain is nothing more than a, a basic in, in, in emergency response to the body, it's it's the easiest thing to train and to treat. Heck, I could take care of pain easily, but uh, going after the cause behind it is what really really matters, and. Um, so, no, I, I, I can't really go into this specific book because I'm not even sure which one you were referring to. <laughs> <laughs> I just know it's in your office. I, I yeah. know there's a bunch of them. So. There are several. Yeah. Um, but they all come down to the, the same thing. Our society is producing what our cultural belief systems are. And uh, medicine, uh, or drugs, I should say, in general, since well before the Civil War, have been somehow mythically been put in a place where they actually cure problems. When the reality is there's not a single drug that's not damaging the body out there. They, they all damage the kidneys or the liver, at least. Yep. And uh, one of the, the, the big things I talk to all of my patients, if, you, if you're on any sort of medication, especially over time, there's no way for you to stay healthy. It, it's yep. just not possible. Right. So the belief that any drug is going to cure or solve your problem, is uh, th that, that's one of the biggest limitations we have. Right. Now, I'm not saying there's not a time and a place for medication. Right. But you and I both know when we were kids, uh, prescriptions that, that, that they would give you, they were for, for what, a few days or a week? And then the intent was to have you off it and have you normalized right. and go back to your life. Yeah. That is not the intent of any prescription anymore. Right. Most of them, it's meant to be there for life. And let's hold that thought right there. You're we got we yeah. to go to our first commercial break. You are listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Be part of the show. Call in 509-765-1470. All right. You are back with Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham at the AM 1470 KBSN Studios in Moses Lake. Today we have Dr. Greg Jones in, in the studio with us, and we um, had our first segment, and we will continue with that. So, Dr. Jones, kind of tell us, you, you were talking about, you know, drugs long-term. You know, if you're on drugs, you're not healthy necessarily. And, um you know, so tell us a little bit about that, drugs and side effects, and what your belief is about that being a chiropractor. Well, like I said, there's, there's been a huge cultural shift in, in our lifetimes. Uh, when, we, when we were young, medications were never intended for long-term use, except for the rare case where you certainly had somebody with a chronic issue that they were never going to be cured of or ever balance out. Uh, but now, that almost every prescription, the intent is to stay on it until you develop such a, an adverse reaction to it to where we're going to add in two or three more medications that will at least take care of the side effects until then we have a serious issue. Then let's put you on something stronger. Um, and they basically maxed out uh, the adults. So they started, of course, with the seniors with that. And, 
and now our age group is all on who knows how many things, and and uh, the big market now is children. Um, it, it, it amazes me how many conditions, quote unquote, that that uh, are, you know, th th they're now something to prescribe. Uh, you, you have a socially awkward child. We've got a prescription for that. You know, a child that doesn't sleep well at night. We've got a prescription for that. Um, bedwetters, oh boy, we can fix that. And um, again, the, the the belief that a drug can cure and or solve stuff, it, that's just, it's an erroneous uh, uh, belief system. And, and unfortunately, as a culture, we, we've bought into that. And um, it's not making us healthier. It's creating a great many problems. And, and for many of us, uh, sadly, we're not facing problems that we could actually correct from a natural standpoint, with effort, of course. But that's where we've, we've lost things. We, we think somebody else is responsible for our weight, for our behavior, for the way we feel. When the reality is, the vast majority of the times, you can take care of it yourself um, with some very, very simple interventions. Um, but they take consistency, they take work, and work is not something we're really into anymore. Well, I think that's one of the issues with our medical system is that we have actually enabled people to um, keep up bad habits. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at a lot of the chronic diseases that we treat with medications, it would be, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, type diabetes, 2 diabetes. Yes. You know, and honestly, I'll be real honest with you, in most cases, I'm just not a believer in medications in those diseases, yeah. especially if you, do, if you don't treat the diet and exercise first. It sounds like we have a caller on the line. So let's take our first caller today. Um, welcome to Health Solutions. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I, I am Sean, and welcome to our show. How are you today? Um, really pretty good. Um, I have one point to make about long-term use of drugs. Um, yeah, I really don't like to use any more drugs than I have to, but unfortunately, I've had uh, Parkinson's for a young, uh, young person onset. I've had it for like 15 years. Oh, that's unfortunate. I, I've, uh, I'm 66 now, and I started going to a chiropractor when I was in, in junior high, grade school even, and I got some really good help. I wouldn't have played basketball. I'm 6'9", also, and without the the work on the back being that long and the pressures, uh, chiropractor really helps it a lot. Um, and the, the drugs long term without taking uh, dopamine, carbidopa, levodopa, constantly to communicate your brain with your muscles, you couldn't function at all. So oh, absolutely. Yep. Like I said, there's a time and a place. Yeah, um, that's, that's one of them that's really important. Oh, definitely. So t tell, us, tell us who you are, if you don't mind, sir. Just your first name. Uh, Neil. Neil. And where are you calling from, Neil? I'm from Odessa, Washington. Right. Well, welcome to our show, and thanks for listening in. Yeah, so, Neil, I am a pharmacist, and, you know, my wife is also a pharmacist, and we, we have Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy, and we talk with patients all the time about, you know, medications and chronic medications also. And you are correct. Um, you know, Parkinson's is one of those diseases that we don't have a lot of other options for. That's usually not something that is lifestyle created. Um, so, you know, taking medications chronically for that disease, I, I totally believe in. It's more of the, you know, when it's diet and lifestyle medications that we just give to a patient and expect them to be healthy because we lower their blood pressure 30 points, even though they're still 100 pounds overweight. Um, I don't think that's necessarily healthy, and I'm not... I don't really care what study you talk about as far as it actually saving 
decreasing mortality or morbidity, but I don't necessarily believe it. Um, you know, what's really going to make that person healthy is to be an ideal body weight. Yeah, I went to chiropractors for a long time, and, and it wasn't sometimes getting better this year in the last even four years. And I finally had another MRI done on my back, and the doctor looked at it in Spokane. And uh, we, I finally figured out what was going on. When he opened up the MRI and looked through it, you, you, don't, you can't see the nerve, but you can see the holes where the nerves come out of in the back. Yeah. And right above one of the holes is a little hook. Yep. If you turned it around, you could see that my spine has a hook on it. And every time a chiropractor would adjust my back, they'd push that hook down into that nerve. And they, I just couldn't get better. When I left it alone and the hook stayed away from that hole, I was perfect. Yeah. So it was just amazing. A chiropractor, you believe them, they bring it, but they, sometimes they need to get the resource. So I don't know if they need to do MRIs more because x-rays wouldn't even show it. No, and, and you're certainly right. And uh, when things don't respond the way they should, that's when you investigate further and find out the way to, to properly get into this. And I'm, I'm glad you've been researching through there. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your show. Thank you, thank for, you Neil. Thank you for the call. Okay. Bye. 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 And if anybody else would like to join in, please be part of the show. 509-765-1470. We have Dr. Jones from HealthSource Chiropractic on, on in the studio with us. So as we were talking about um, more of the chronic diseases that we manage, so and without medication, so I'm with you. You know, if kind of like our whole system, the way our whole healthcare system works now, uh, and I'm writing a book about that, and I'll I'll talk about that later in the show. But we, you know, with chronic disease management, we're just not very good. I mean, if I get in a car wreck and I I have broken bones and you know, I'm all busted up. Please save me. Do whatever you have to do to save me. Or if I have a heart attack right now and I need emergency type stuff, please save me. Um, but when it comes to chronic disease, even sometimes after the heart attack, I see, I see some of the care that they get, and it's just, it's. I don't necessarily think it's, it's, um, it, it's really helping them as far as long term issues. In fact, I don't know if you recently saw saw the study that they just showed that cardiac in- interventions that we've been doing for 30 years, like stents and stuff like that, yeah. they've shown that those are no better statistically than modifying diet and lifestyle. Yeah, and there have been lots of things like that. Blood pressure is one that I, I've always got a kick out of looking at. You know, we all know the people with high blood pressure, the mortality rates are much higher. So for the longest time, we've been medicating it to force that blood pressure down. The reality is, though, when they compare mortality rates for people that control their blood pressure with medications versus those that just don't do anything about it, mortality rate's about the same. Um, so, yeah, you can force that blood pressure down, but if you don't go after the habits that are causing it in the first place, you just don't get the results you want. Right, right. And just see that with the studies many, many times. Uh, when, when, you, when you listen to the ad, they say, you know, when you take this drug in conjunction with exercise and diet, then they get better. Well, it makes you kind of wonder. Um, right. How do they do with just the exercise and diet? Is it before and after? Yeah. <laughs> is it the chicken or the egg? So it looks like we have another caller. Is that correct? All right. We have another caller on the line. So hello. You're with Health Solutions. This is Sean. Um, who am I speaking with? This is Dale. I'm sorry. Speak up. This is Dale. 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 Hello, welcome. Welcome to our show. What is your question, Dale? Um, I have a question. What is the relationship between thyroid medication, compound medicine, and blood pressure levels? Okay, so, uh, and excuse me, I said Dale, and I heard Dale, but it's Gail, so welcome yeah. to our show, Gail. Yeah. So, blood pressure and thyroid? Yeah. 
Okay, that's a great question. So um, thyroid can, thyroid increases our metabolism, okay? So if you are, if you do have too much thyroid, you might, it might increase your blood pressure somewhat. Um, what you'll notice usually firsthand is you'll notice maybe that you're, you get what's called tachycardia or kind of a racing heart. And, and that alone can also increase your blood pressure a little bit. So thyroid can, but I always, always, it's important to counsel the patient and, and find out really what, you know, more to the story, because there's so many things that can increase blood pressure. One of the things I usually ask too is, was your blood pressure high just once? Was this just an acute episode where your blood pressure, you went to the doctor and it was high once? Because if that's the case, I don't usually think that that's necessarily high blood pressure. You need to check it, check your blood pressure chronically, consistently at home to see what your, you know, what your standard blood pressure is. Because everybody's blood pressure is high in the doctor's office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so does that answer your question, Gail? Um, yeah. So, so is it is it the T4 or the T3 that's related to the to that? Well, T4 T4 is the inactive form of thyroid. T3 is the active form of thyroid. So because it it is more responsible for for working at the receptor site than T4. So, but 90 plus percent of the patients are only on T4, but you have to convert T4 to T3 to be active. So, but, so T3 is usually the one responsible for most of the benefits of all of our thyroid. Now, in our conventional medical system, we don't only prescribe T3. We prescribe T4 and just hope that you convert it well, but not all patients convert it well. So, um, it's important to have an optimal thyroid that you know what your T3 level is also. It's interesting they wouldn't just go, you know, go for the T3 and everybody. Why would not go for the T4? Well, you can look at history there, and that has to do with a lot of drug therapies. Um, the most popular drug therapy on the market right now for thyroid is um, Synthroid generic levothyroxine. Mm -hmm. And largely when you do the history of them, it's just basically drug company marketing. Drug companies have very, very powerful marketing marketing. Um, departments, and they're the ones that market to doctors that prescribe these drugs. So a lot of doctors um, don't necessarily know that, you know, T3 is the active form of thyroid. I didn't learn that in pharmacy school. I learned that you just give people T4, levothyroxine, and they'll be fine. So now T4 does have some benefits. It's a, it's a longer half-life, whereas T3 does have a shorter half-life. So um, if you are converting T4 to T3 just fine, there shouldn't be an issue. Um, but if you're not, then you need T3, and usually you need like a sustained release T3 um, because to make it last all day long because it's not a very long half-life drug. Okay. Does that help? That does help. I really appreciate the information. Okay, Gail, where are you calling from? From Quincy, Washington. Quincy, Washington. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our show, Gail. Thank you, Sean. Have you a wonderful day. All right, so another caller. So be part of the show. Call in 509-765-1470. We have Dr. Jones uh, in the office, do uh, Dr. Chiropractic today from Health Source Chiropractic in Moses Lake. So let's continue our conversation. So we, where were we at with um, chronic disease and, and medications, are, how we might enable patients? Um, yeah, we're not, we're not forcing the issue of what caused the problem in the first place, which is almost always their habits, um, you know, like diabetes. I, a lot of people don't recognize, but they've, they've done huge studies. Back when you and I were in school, a couple decades back, I'm afraid to say, um, <laughs> but they already proved that if they could just get everybody in the United States to walk two brisk miles a day, I mean, brisk enough to where you would have a hard time carrying on, on a conversation, but if you did that regularly, 
in a couple of years, almost all of this diabetes, uh, diabetic epidemic that we have would, would virtually be gone without even changing our crappy diet. Um, and yet, yeah, how often do you see your, your patients come through the door that all they did is get the, their next prescription? Yes, the doctor does the lip service towards you got to get moving and all this other stuff, but imagine how many more people would move if they could not get their prescription unless for the next two years you did some walking. You know, it's either walk or die. Um, of course, uh, then you run into what, all the medical legal issues here. He didn't help me. And, uh, when the reality is, do we really help somebody if we don't force them to start helping themselves? Right. I, I'm with you. And, you know, a couple of episodes ago, Jan and I shared our story about what changed what changed our practice in our pharmacy. And, and basically it was just that. We had a patient that was on 20 different medications. She was morbidly obese, and she wasn't changing her habits at all. Yeah. And she basically was crying to Janet because she was about ready to die and said that she ate herself to death. We, we, weren't, we were enabling her by giving her all these medications. We, yep. and, and we need to educate patients and empower patients that no matter the doctor, no matter the pharmacist, no matter any healthcare system you're in, they are in charge of their own health. Yep. It's them because they only see us for an hour a month maybe, right? Yep. But they're with, you know, they, they have control of their life 24 hours a day. So it's important that we educate patients and empower them, let them know that they can change their habits and, and, and change their lives. And Type 2 diabetes, to me, is one that really hits a sore spot because I I literally, I believe in short-term management of diabetes by medication. Um, but most of the time, you know, if patients change their diet and lifestyle, they do not need to be on a diabetic medication. No. You know, it's um, diabetes is a carbohydrate metabolism problem, and there's lots of things that you can do to, to change that to where, you know, you, your blood sugars are not spiking. So... Yeah, but how many patients are actually taught and convinced that they can actually fix this? That's true. That, that is not the belief system. You've okay. got this. It's a chronic condition. We're just going to maintain it for the rest of your life, how little that might be. Our system is perpetuated. Yeah. And I felt like I was an accessory to the crime when I was doing that. So that's why I'm trying to empower and educate patients about how they can control their own disease states. And it looks like it's a time for another break. It's that time uh, you are listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Be part of the show, 509 765-1470. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Thanks for listening and tuning in with Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. So we have Dr. Jones in the office today, or in the studio today, and he's got to step out back to his office so he can help patients get well again. So I'm going to let him go a little bit um, early before the show is over. So, Dr. Jones, tell us how we can get a hold of you and, and, and how, that's, how that works. Well, we're just a phone call away. Um, you can call us at the office at 509-765-0638. Um, and we're at 420 West 3rd Avenue. At least for now, we're going to be breaking ground on a new building. Um, Congratulations. Just in a couple of weeks here. So, yeah, we're going to quadruple our, our, our therapy area and just really help lots and lots more people. Um, but but that's that's the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, right now, the Health Source is a nationwide franchise. So um, we have all sorts of specials going on. Uh, for the, till the end of the year, we're doing full workup, x-rays, exam, whole nine yards, just $25. Um, mind you, I, I've got to say this out loud. That is not uh, b valid for uh, federal beneficiaries such as, as Medicare. Um, it's against the law for us to give stuff away for free to those people. But sorry, let the vote for somebody <laughs> else. Um, but that's that's the way to get a hold of us. And we can get same-day appointments. Very good at getting people in. What's the final word you would like to say about chiropractic and your practice? Uh, final word, <laughs> chiropractic first. Listen, there's a time and a place for medicine. But the vast majority of the conditions that are out there can be treated naturally uh, with, with simple modifications to your lifestyle. 
and uh, it's best to start with somebody whose tool bag does not involve a knife or a drug. And uh, that, that, I mean, we were talking about this off the air, that the, the, the greatest strength to my profession is what many people see as the weakness, and that is that we cannot prescribe. Uh, but that forces me to look at your habits, look at what is really going on here, and, and address the issue. In fact, one of my, the, the oddities my patients find out or with me pretty quickly is I never tell them what their diagnosis is. It, it's in the file. But a diagnosis is nothing more than the natural state the body puts itself in when it functions a certain way. Change the function, change the diagnosis. So rather than give people a label, let's face to what you've really been doing yourself for the last 20 years, and let's, let's address it, and then just watch yourself get healthier. It's pretty cool. Right. That's awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for coming in today. We, we really appreciate it, and um, we'll uh, talk to you later. All right. Always a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Dr. Jones. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, well, we continue our show, and what I would like to continue with today is I've got some really, really exciting news, and some of you, some of you that follow me on Facebook will know this, um, but I have a book being released, and the book is being released on the 27th of December, so, so later this week. So what I'm going to do is I am going to um, read an excerpt from that book, Go to my Facebook page, or go to the Facebook page, Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare, and you can um, follow that book. You can also get a free chapter. We are in the process of launching it through Amazon Kindle, and like I said, it'll be up on the 27th, and um, I would really appreciate you going to Amazon and getting the book and giving a, giving a review. I think, I, I think uh, listeners to the show will like it. Let me go ahead and read some excerpts from it. So the quote, a quote from the book... Um, quotes from the from the beginning of the book on the cover is this there's some people that have already read it and this is what they say it's crazy how many of these stats i am smack in the middle of that's from an anonymous reader and um the the invest in another one is the investment in educating the patients to be a driver and the hunger so many have to take command of their own health is real and inspiring that's from Michelle Myers Murphy. She's a ARMP at Peak Performance and Prevention over in um, Puyallup. And we were just talking about that, how, you know, we as educators of, of patients need to know that they need to let patients know that they command their own health. History is crystal clear. People pursue, pursuing their own self-interests in their health care decisions tend to be the most healthy. And that was from a wonderful guy, my brother, Dr. Shane Needham, scientist, entrepreneur, TED Talk speaker, co-founder of Alturist Analytics. Um, another one, I love this one. This is from Dr. Keith Smith of the Oklahoma Surgery Center, also the um, founder of the Free Market Medical Association. The federal government is the only health insurance company with tanks and F-16s backing it. I felt like an accessory to the crime. So glad I'm out of it. Thank you for writing this book. Those are some of the quotes that we have from the book. And um, you can find Dr. Keith Smith at, uh, on, online and look up the Oklahoma Surgery Center. So I'm going to go ahead and read from Chapter 1. And it's just going to tell a little bit of my story. So here's Chapter 1 from Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. For as long as I live, my wife Janet and I will never forget that day, a pivotal moment in our career that forever changed everything for us. Back in 2001... A morbidly obese patient came into our pharmacy. She was on around 20 different medications, ranging from high blood pressure medications to diabetes to high cholesterol, and they were costing her nothing. We were creating no value in her life. 
She didn't really necessarily care who we were. She didn't care about the medications. She didn't care about how they worked or anything related because it was costing her nothing. That day we realized that we were not doing her or her health any favors by giving her 20 different medications under these circumstances. What she most needed to do was to change her diet and lifestyle. Now, in our healthcare, in our healthcare industry, there are government programs. She had Medicaid, so yes, we got paid. Paid by you, the taxpayers. You paid thousands of dollars a month for this lady's medications, which was the system's solution to help her. 20 medications. Now, if she had to pay thousands of dollars a month herself, would she have changed her habits, ate better, exercised, lost weight, and as a result, would those diseases have gone away? Yes, we believe she and they would have. Here's a small but huge example of how free markets work. If the consumer is responsible to pay out of pocket, this empowers them to ask different questions and own their own choices. When consumers have choices about everything, then it increases natural competition of the vendors. Competition decreases skyrocketing costs and increases quality of service. For any, any medication this patient did decide was even in the short term in her best interest, the $2,000 bill would have significantly decreased. The bottom line is this. The free market would be better for her health. Better health for herself, creating a positive ripple for her family and community. Better quality because of competition. Better for you, the taxpayer. What really struck us like a two-by-four that day was this. She, would, she wouldn't need the drugs if she had changed her diet and lifestyle. We were part of the problem. Jan and I decided to change our commitment and thus our system. In 2002, my wife and I converted our pharmacy to 100% direct pay, no insurance billing, with 100% commitment to enable others to actually better their health, which leads to better families, which leads to better communities. Our eyes and hearts were forever open. Our commitment is to be part of a positive solution, period. We have a responsibility. We believe that if we want patients to look at, look at us as educators in their health, we have a responsibility to take care of our own seriously and set good examples. When patients are paying for services, they deserve to go to someone they can believe in. In much of our current system, patients do not go to a health care provider because they value and trust their opinion, but because their preferred provider chosen not by the patient but by their insurance company or a government plan this inherently promotes no incentive to healthcare providers to improve their relationship with the patient or to be healthy examples themselves how many stories have we experienced where the provider wasn't very personable or obviously not in great health would healthcare providers treat patients better if their patients were paying the bill would they be better examples of health don't take this the wrong way if I had a heart attack or I'm in a car wreck, by all means, do what you can do to save me. But as far as chronic disease management, I do not trust the system. It promotes sick patients and not healthy ones. Ask yourself this. Would you go to a dentist with crooked teeth if you were paying out of pocket to have some work done? I rest my case. I understand firsthand the real struggles that come with less than optimal health. Know that you're not alone, and there's great news for affordable choices for those empowered to improve. My story. I struggle with my weight after my powerlifting days. I experienced high blood pressure and high cholesterol. The doctors wanted to treat me with medications, but I decided there must be a better way. After diet modifications, I lost 60 pounds, and both my high blood pressure and high cholesterol were gone. Proper nutrition and hormone balancing gave my body the necessary tools to achieve optimal health and wellness. So why pharmacy and why compounding?
When I was in high school, my advanced chemistry teacher recommended the director, the direction of pharmacy for me. I love the idea of being employed in a small town with the opportunity to own my own business. Because of my passion for chemistry and helping people, it was a natural yes. My wife, Janet, grew up on a farm in North Dakota as one of six children. She learned early the value of hard work and, it meant, and what it meant to care for others, which developed in a passion to help others in the area of health and wellness. So what is compounding? Compounding is the ability to customize the strength and dosage of drugs for, best, for the best possible outcome for the patient. We love this kind of work since it allows us to directly work with the patients to contribute in a positive way to their best health. We're not tied to specific medications that are popular or pushed by the pharmaceutical companies, but rather have complete control to, cu to customize the exact needs of our patients. It's a fulfilling win-win as we both have a direct stake in their short and long-term health. Jan and I are committed to changing lives through compounding and wellness, solving problems pharmaceutical companies cannot changing the way others view pharmacists, and being educators and, and promoters of health and wellness. We, do not, we, we are not insurance billers, nor promoters or, enable, or enablers of poor health choices. Janet and I believe in making families stronger and making a difference in people's lives. It's what we do. The pool. As the years went by, I continued to, continued, continued to notice things in my industry with my patients and firsthand experience as well, with, uh, as, well as with stories of others. But I've come to know as the problem today is quite disturbing and alarming, and I just couldn't ignore the pull to educate any longer. In this book, I will go through the history of, health, of our healthcare system and how we ended up here. The even better part is that there is a solution, and you are part of it. So this book, that's the first chapter. And this book is not, it's not about politics. It's not about being a Republican or a Democrat. It's about truth. It's about your health. Um, the book launches Friday. Friday, the book launches this Friday, the, the 27th of December. Um, for those of you that, that that believe that now is the time to think outside the system, because optimal health matters, go to the book's Facebook page, um, sickened, sickened the book, and sign up to receive the free copy. Um, it, 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 it just it just spread the word, share the page. Now, in my la in my closing, we got I gotta wish everybody a Merry Christmas. This is the Christmas holiday. And we wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And we've got to remember what it's all about, too. I want to read um, some scripture from Psalms 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Without him, we have no health. Our Lord Jesus Christ was born on earth over 2,000 years ago. Let's remember that this Christmas. And thank you for listening in. We do have a call. We do have room for, for another caller. So call into the show. Be part of it, 509-765-1470. So uh, another thing about my book that I would like to talk about is that it's just a start of, you know, it, it's a culmination of 20 years, 20 plus years in the healthcare system and, and following following these trends and, and, and seeing what I didn't agree with what was going on. And so it's been a, com um, it's been, it's been a process for sure. And it, it's taken me over five years to write the book, and I'm super excited for it to come out. I do want to thank um, the gal that helped me help help really put this all together, and her name is Crystal Coppola, and she is just wonderful. Helped me put the book together, helps me market it. Um, Jan and I are actually going to Oklahoma City the first of next year. It will be our first our first little book tour, and we're super excited. Keep following us on Facebook, and we will. Um, 
keep you abreast to, to what's happening with the book. So um, with that, um, I am going to wrap up this show. You've been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. Thank you for listening in today, and I really appreciate it. And We will um, see you next Monday. Thank you.